for our very first podcast of Life and Hope with Danny Mac. We're going to talk about how the coronavirus has impacted the smaller church. Many larger churches have had the facilities to broadcast their services all the time. But now we've had a change with the coronavirus and many smaller churches who not had to do that before have had to make that adjustment. Today, as we start this podcast series, we're going to talk with the pastor of a small church who's had to make some of those big adjustments and is doing it very well. Well, welcome to our podcast today. It's good to have you with us. And with me today, I have the reverend, the right reverend, uh, Joel DeFries, who is pastor of Crossroads Community Church in Seashell. Welcome, Joel. Hey, everybody. Thanks for having me, Dan. It's good to have you here. And uh, you've been my pastor now for about five years, I think. Uh, it been, or has it been longer than that now? I can't even recall. It's five or six years. Five or six, somewhere in there. Yeah. Somewhere in there. Yeah. So we've gotten to know each other a little bit. We've worked together for the last while. And uh, with this pandemic, this uh, virus that we're dealing with right now, we're certainly seeing some changes in how we do ministry. And we're seeing some things happening in people's lives that we weren't expecting and we haven't had to work through before. So this gives us all sorts of new challenges and opportunities along the way. And so how are you feeling in the midst of all of this right now, Joel? Yeah, you know, Dan, I really like the way that you put it there. Um, challenges and opportunities, right? Uh, and I think as soon as you shift your perspective into seeing opportunities, then um, then it, it just uh, it creates more movement. It creates um, more uh, more opportunity for the gospel. Uh, so we've, we've had to shift where we're meeting. Um, and we've actually done a couple of shifts. Uh, we went from the theater where we normally meet back to our, our smaller chapel and then had everybody that was normally in those leadership roles, worship, um, tech, all those things, hosting, um, come to CMC. And then, and then we had to even shift it further as the, as the gathering sizes essentially were. <laughs> Uh, we're limited. So. so you're in a constant state of change right now is, is the whole issue that we're facing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Lots of change. Lots of change. We're going to come back to the church because that's where I want to, in, in ministry, that's where I want to spend most of our time here. But mm-hmm. I know you've had some stuff even with your family. You had a son that was down uh, in Guatemala on a missions trip and he was having trouble getting home. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. He was down there with the um, CMU group, Canadian Mennonite University, and they were there. Uh, on the second half of their year, which was uh, three months in Guatemala, working with various organizations and serving and uh, and traveling, and at the end, when when it was starting to get more serious, they booked a flight, and then the Guatemalan president um, just closed the borders down, eliminate any uh, any spread of COVID nineteen, and so they were they were stuck there stuck there for a couple weeks. They had I think they were in some kind of a small hostel. Um, and so no movement for that time. And, uh, and then finally there was, uh, there was some conversations that happened and, uh, government got involved and they were able to send a plane down. And I believe there's still maybe some Canadians down there. Um, so I'm not sure exactly what's happening right now, but, um, Malachi and, and his friends that were on that trip were able to make their way home. So he's home. He's safe. He's in quarantine or, or yeah, self isolation. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. And he's he, he's healthy right now. There's no no signs. So yeah, we're we're grateful that that he's back. That's good. That's great. Glad that he's home. So let's get back to the church and to ministry and the things that you're experiencing with with that uh, along the way. It's um, how has 
this whole process, you mentioned a little bit about the social distancing and everything else that's affected how we do church, uh, which is pretty well, I'm guessing almost worldwide at this point, uh, in, in the effects of that. But how, how has that affected you in having to go from, um, to go to the place where now your, your, your whole ministry is basically, basically online? Uh, you're, you're doing it, trying to do everything, uh, from, from a video on, on Sunday mornings or a live presentation, however, works in the process. How is that? How are you feeling about that? And what's the adjustments that you've had to make to be able to get that done within yourself? Yeah. Yeah. Great question. I, there, I mean, there's so many different elements and factors that are, that are involved. Um, and it's not necessarily the most important, uh, but the first was how, how do we actually gather? even in a virtual sense. And so there was a, there was a bit of a um, adjustment over the last three weeks. Now we're going to be um, at least the, the last two weeks will, will have been in the same place. But um, when all of this started happening, uh, our tech guy thought, well, let's just get prepped and let's try a Facebook live. So we just did a single, single iPhone. I believe it was from the back and we did Facebook live. And there were some people who, we're able to, to participate in the service and that was great. And we thought, okay, well, we, we think that we're going to be okay. They're talking about maybe taking gatherings um, down from 500 down to 250, somewhere in there. And so, uh, all of a sudden it got tighter and tighter. So we moved everybody to our smaller chapel, moved all the gear from the theater, um, to the chapel, which is a, <laughs> it's an adventure in itself. And then you get <laughs> set up and you go from, from looking out and seeing uh, seeing a bunch of, of people, a bunch of friends, your church family, um, to looking into uh, into a camera, um, we had a uh, a bit of a hitch uh, trying to host through our church website because everybody's doing that right now. So there's so much um, so much traffic worldwide glut at ten o'clock in the morning. I think is what happens. Oh, man, is it ever? <laughs> yeah, is it ever? And so. Um, so that went that went off fairly well, and we knew we had some adjustments, and then uh, we just saw the gathering size shrinking and shrinking again, and, and realized, okay, we've actually got to get this somewhere. Uh, actually, it's got to get up to at at our place. It's in in our shop in our garage right now, and so uh, getting that set up was uh, was again another adventure. Uh, it's not necessarily a bad thing. I mean, I think Apple started in a garage, so. Yeah, that's that's right. Good you know, you could have. Yeah. <laughs> there could be something pretty big come out of this along the way. We have to see. Right, right on. Yeah. But it is an yeah, adjustment, absolutely. that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, just getting set up in here, trying to figure out lighting, because uh, lighting's important when people are trying to see you on screen, trying to make sure you've got all the right um, the right cameras, and then getting it um, from the camera into the editing software, all that stuff. And I've intentionally um, kind of stayed back and kept my hands off of it, but now, uh, now I have to be involved. And so, figuring out how do we get these massive files so that they can be edited. Um, so, I, I mean, I'm talking a lot about the technological side. Then there's the side of of communicating with people, and and how do you do that and keep in touch with people? Now, um, let me just stop you there a sec because I yeah. I know that communicating is is um, particularly when you're you're a pastor and you're ministering from the pulpit 
a great majority of your communicating is what you are seeing register or not register sometimes of from <laughs> from the ministry position. And so you don't have that kind of reaction or 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 almost immediate feedback, if you will, at at this point when you're doing it. So so how have you adjusted to that? It's a pretty abrupt switch. Yeah. Um, that that you're making there. Uh and so I mean I'm I'm doing my best as we're um, or sorry, as, as I'm in the moment of trying to be sensitive to God, trying to, trying to really, um, follow where He's leading, uh, and, and drawing, uh, and trying to, to even, even more so, so even in the past, uh, while I've been trying to step away from being attached to notes, um, but even more so, um, just leaning into the, having the preparation done, knowing essentially where I want to go, but then, then leaning and, and trusting as, as I go along the way. Um, and then, and then the, probably one of the more awkward things is, is watching yourself and listening to yourself when you go to church with everybody else on, uh, on Sunday morning. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. One, one of the things that uh, there's, there's been actually been some debate about that's, that's come through is that some people have, have said that uh, because there's no longer this gathering of people in the churches, that there is actually, we're actually going to lose people away from the churches. They're going to, you know, find other things to do on Sunday morning, if or however you want to state it. And then there are others that are saying this time, because of what we're facing with this virus, with the challenges that there are, that we're, we're finding a greater number of people pressing into wanting to find out more. They're turning back to their faith, to things that they may have uh, had in their life at some point in time, but have drifted away from. What are you seeing and what are you hearing as you're going through this process of, of you know, now ministering uh, online, basically with just a camera guy or whatever in front of you and, and nobody else around to, and you're in that position now when before you had the, the church full of people. What's your sense now and what's happening? I think one of the, one of the goals of our church, one of the ways that we've been um, trying to shift and move is as moving from being a church where everybody knows every, everybody. Uh, and becoming a church where everybody is known. And, uh, really in, in order for that to, to be experienced, people have to be connected into community groups and smaller groups there. Um, and so that's been a, a big, uh, effort, a big push for the last number of years, um, where we've been, been trying to move. And so, um, again, you mentioned at the start, this challenges and opportunities. I think this is one of the great opportunities for our groups to still gather for people who, uh, maybe we're on the fence to actually um, connect into a group and gather online, gather um, virtually where you can meet with with a Zoom or a Skype call or, or something like that and still stay stay connected. And and I see I see opportunity and we're actually seeing even a fruit where people are. Um, I know of one person specifically who um, since all this started within the last three weeks has given their their life to Jesus and. Um, that's amazing. I heard of another person. It was just yesterday we were talking who said that they shared, um, they invited, uh, family members to watch church and the family members wouldn't necessarily come to church normally, but they watch church and, and said they were inspired by it. And so I, I just see a, a, a ton of opportunity here. What, a, yeah. And I uh, that's, that's so. So rich and so powerful because there are a lot of people who probably would never come on Sunday mornings to a church, but. You know, in this, this situation, they can sit down and on, online, they can, they don't have to even leave their house, but they can still hear and, and 
respond to these words of encouragement and truth, particularly at this time right now when, when people, they need to have some hope. They need to have some encouragement in, in, in where they are in their lives and what we're facing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. When this is sort of all over, um, with the, when we get this virus behind us, and we will, by the grace of God, get this behind mm-hmm. us. Yeah. Yeah, uh, when this is over, what do you think that uh, we will have learned along the way? I I hope that um, so in these times you you become uh, deeply aware of what you value uh, and and the things that are essentially eternal and temporal and and so I hope that there will be some um, some somewhat of an anchoring experience that happens that people are able to take with them so that they. They don't just okay, that's behind us, and we shift back to exactly the way things were before. But oh yeah, this um, this brought to light that that I was fixated on having things or getting stuff, and that's actually not important. Who God is, and that He's the centering piece, is important. Who the community around us and being connected and being able to come alongside each other, those are the pieces that that we want to um, move forward. So I, I'm hopeful that 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 will be something that we take. As far as ministry, I, I, I don't, I, I've started to, to wonder how this will shape, uh, how we do ministry in the future. Uh, so obviously we'll go back to gathering generally, but you look at, there's, there's some churches who this is, uh, this has happened and they have not skipped a beat because they were already in a place of, uh, of recording, if not streaming, um, pre-recording and having those pieces set up. Uh, and so you, you see some of the smaller churches like us who are doing a bit of catch up uh, and and actually seeing that it's possible to minister in this way. There's going to be that glut on Sunday mornings at 10 o'clock to continue then, you think. <laughs> yeah. That's going to. Yeah, that's right. That's going to stay yeah. there. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I, I wonder about that. What about you personally? What do you think is going to what's going to change in, in your ministry uh, and and your perception of. Of ministry, and you, even in your perception of how our faith plays out in these things, what's what's going to be changed or strengthened um, or lessened as as we go through? Yeah, good question. Uh, I I think what will be strengthened is, uh, I mean, I my think my what will be strengthened is my desire to to be gathered, <laughs> to uh, to actually continue. To come together yeah. um, and being the church, I think that that will be strengthened because there's um, such deep importance. Uh, I think uh, engaging in and really utilizing technology as a as a significant ministry tool um, will be something that is strengthened as well. Uh, when you have opportunity to to press more and uh, and have more people hear about uh, God's love for them. Why, why, why wouldn't we go after that, right? Uh, so I, I would say those would be a few things. You think those connections that we make now, you, you think that most of them will be able to keep continuing on with, or you think that's going to, we're going to fade back and, and pull back to the way we were before? Yeah, I hope, I hope that we will be able to, to engage and keep those connections. Uh, I imagine there will be some, some fading, uh, but, but I, I'm, I'm hopeful that we'll be able to, and and it, it's you can always reach back. This is a this is a great moment uh, in time that everybody will share. It's a common ground. So you, you remember when remember when we were isolated. Remember when this happened, and all of a sudden people are are right back into that moment and and remembering about the 
the values and the important things. Well, and so if if we're we're in this place where we're seeing that you know these these changes are taking and and occurring in people's lives, they're they're becoming or desiring to become more connected, then they're they're stretching out. We still have a lot of people in our community to which we've got um, they're struggling to connect. And I'm I'm thinking right now. I know just off the top of my head, uh, five or six different seniors that that are part of my connection circle out there who are shall we call technically challenged mm-hmm. so the process of, of facebook and zoom and skype and and facetime and and all of those things to them um they don't have that uh, they don't have that ability right now and if they they i know some have tried and they keep pressing the wrong button man and it just it just you know it doesn't work for them uh, yeah. how how can we connect with them and and how can what's what's the best way do you think with those people around us that are have these challenges that they've got and then there's the other group another group too that's the people that don't have the technology at all and there's some people out there that are still like that you know i, I right. yeah. was talking to one this morning and asked him if he had facetime on his phone he says no he still has a flip phone and so i'm <laughs> i'm just like okay you know even texting is going to be an interesting one with a fellow with a flip phone but <laughs> How how do, how do you see what we need to do in terms of connecting with 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 these people around us even now and that may continue on for us? Yeah, that I think that's a great question and that's one that we've been um, talking about within the leadership is how do we reach out and still still holding on to that idea where um, where we want to be a church where everybody is known and so anybody who has the capacity to connect in that technical way then then we're really encouraging them. Um, to, to really be in a community group and get plugged in there. For the people that you're talking about, um, we've started to do a few things. Uh, one is just kind of make sure basic needs are met. Uh, and so wherever there is relationship, we're tapping shoulders and saying, Hey, can you make sure that you're reaching out um, with these people? Um, in just the basic ways. And I've made a few phone calls just to check in on people, things like that. Uh, our children's pastor has done a really great job of of, of trying to connect um, some of the children in her ministry with some of these seniors. And so they've been writing cards and then she'll take them and drop them off on their doorstep um, and just, just in order to keep them communicated uh, with and, and in touch. Uh, one idea, an additional idea I have that we haven't, we haven't released it yet though, is to figure out if we can um, find an old, some, some, some kind of iPad. Um, where we could have a, a process of sterilization uh, and then a way to get it to the person so that they could um, just just press play and then be part of the service. Watch watch the take part in the worship and then uh, watch the message and be connected that way. Just to keep that um, that tie towards uh, towards God and and with with one another as well. So those are a few things that we're looking at and still. I'm still trying to, to figure out exactly how do we, in a world where we're uh, essentially being told to stay, stay and keep to yourself, how do we, how do we actually stay together? It seems so contrary to the, to the basic concepts and principles of our walk with God to, to say, I'm going to stay away from people. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, exactly. It's, yeah. it's, it, it just doesn't seem to fit with, and it doesn't fit with what we feel God's called us to do. How do you think the church as a whole, not necessarily our church, but uh, the church as a whole is doing, uh, in responding to people right now in, in the midst of this? 
what I what I hear, what I see, uh, and when I talk to other pastors around is is I think the majority of people really are rising up and seeing opportunity really to to live and be the light uh, that Jesus called us to be in the community. Uh, and so just doing a lot of the the things that we're talking about um, and even even serving. So our church is part of a of some other people and churches who are serving in the in the local grocery store and then we've got other people who are de- delivering those groceries um and i think you can you can see you just see generally when you walk by somebody or you drive by somebody you'll wave whereas before you didn't and that's because all of a sudden our our everything's shifting for us our values are shifting and and we're in this place where all of a sudden we recognize oh wait there's there's something about and and I, I believe it's because every human being is made in the image of God. It's just not every human being has yet tapped into the fullness that comes with Jesus. And so I think, um, I think this is the great opportunity for the church. And I, I believe, back to your question, I believe largely the church is doing an amazing job, uh, of, of stepping into those roles. Well, we may be doing a, a lot of things well. Is there anything that you can think of that we, well, what are the things that you can think of that we maybe should be doing better? Uh, I, I think grabbing on to uh, every interaction, every moment. Uh, I think there's there's still times where fear of what what would somebody think if I were to approach them, even from a distance, or invite them to uh, to be part of this, or or ask if they can pray. I, I think there's reluctance there. So I, I think continuing to press in that way um, because it's it's not. A, it's not often we have opportunities like this. Uh, and so I would say that would be one. I think um, coming alongside uh, further and more organizations um, in ways that we can, uh, just seeing if there's ways that we can serve volunteer, uh, I think those would be just a few ways that we could do things a little better. In times like these, we, we, we learn uh, a lot as well. We're, we're, and I know you are, you're a learner. You keep, you keep feeding yourself, and in these these learning processes now as we're we're going through here, um, what what are the, some of the things that you are learning about? Uh, you're, you're learning about God, and you're learning about yourself. Uh, what are what are some of the things that you're learning along the way? Um, that verse from uh, from Second Peter, where where uh, he talks about God not being slow, uh, but but. Uh, but taking time because his heart is for everybody to turn towards him. That, that's one that just keeps pressing on, on me right now in these days. And so I, I think just, just learning, um, of God's heart for, for people, for all people and his desire for people to, to step not only into relationship, but to step into fullness. Uh, I feel like it's a season where I'm learning more about that. And it seems that everywhere, um, that I'm I'm pressing into um, in personal study or even study for um, speaking right now. Uh, there's something significant about our faith uh, and uh, and overcoming God, overcoming fear and doubt. Um, so I, I would say that's a that's an, a place where where I'm I'm learning and it's uh, it's real right now, right? It's it's real because you, you turn the media on. And it's good to be aware of what's going on, but it's just bathed in, in fear. Um, it'll, it'll, it'll pull you down into the dumps faster than anything else right now. Let me tell you. Yeah. 
it'll yeah. get to you. You mentioned something about pressing in, uh, and and what exactly do you mean by pressing in? I, I what I mean by pressing in is uh, is is coming back and coming back and coming back, uh, and and really um, orienting yourself um, at the at the start of of your day, but throughout your day towards towards God, and so in, in every moment that you're you're really becoming aware of God's presence, His heart, not only for you, but um, for wherever you're at and whoever you're with and, and however you're moving there. And I think that's just an intentional um, intentional turning or pressing in, right? It's, it's so often um, a, a fear rises up, and so we, we turn away or, or we, we hold back from pressing in. Um, but when we overcome that fear or doubt or whatever it is, um, we overcome it by pressing into God, um, which gives us access, I believe, into into new areas and new um, new places. Some people are, are trying to hang on to to what they believe God is is saying and what God is doing for them. Hmm. But I've heard from a couple of people that I keep praying and keep believing, and nothing's changing. There's hmm. no, you know where it's it's getting worse instead of getting better. Uh, and you know, the death rate still goes up and they're putting more and more restrictions. And every time I turn on the news, they're scaring me more and more. It's doesn't seem to be getting better no matter how hard I pray. So what, what can we, what can you say to those, those folks? Yeah. Uh, I would say, I would say, don't, don't give up, right? Don't, don't stop praying. Um, and you're, you're right in the middle of it. You're right in the thick of it. Uh, and so I might ask that person, have you ever been in a difficult situation before? And you have, have you ever arrived on the other side of that difficult situation? Uh, and most people have had an experience like that. Uh, and then, and then you can ask, um, just, just what, if you were to have known in the middle what the end would be like, all of a sudden they can have a little glimpse of that and then realize that right now they're in the middle of it. Um, what just popped into mind as well then is, is there's this guy, John Wimber, who started the vineyard movement and people would come to him and say, Hey, I've been praying and praying and praying for people. And, uh, they're, it's, they're just not getting healed. It's just not happening. Uh, and John said, Hey, go and pray for a thousand people. And after you've prayed for a thousand people, then come back and talk to me. Uh, and so I, I think that's where, where we just have to, um, make sure that our hope is fixed on God because that's the only place, uh, looking in the future that, that is good. And then we activate our faith um, by really believing in the fulfillment of that hope. And, and then we don't give up, right? We just, we, we keep going after, we keep pressing in, um, and, and trusting. Uh, and so sometimes you, you've got to figure out, okay, what, what's the doubt or what's the fear about? Um, and is, is there some kind of a situation or an experience, um, where, where you need that inner healing first? Um, and, I mean, that's probably another podcast or two in itself. Yeah, it is indeed. Hey, listen, there's, there's also the, the, the struggle that people have. I think that because they don't have any control in what's going on. There's, mm. there's, you know, uh, there's are some who said this, you know, hoarding of toilet paper and, and other sort of silly things along the way is a, an attempt by people trying to have some sort of control in mm. the middle of, of the situation that's going on. Yeah. So we've, we're facing these people that or people are facing the situation, not feeling that there is anything that they can do about it. 
and and so we've got a minister, we have to be able to minister to those people too to in in some way so how how you know what's the way to get to somebody who's feeling so totally out of control that all that's left for them is is panic and fear yeah so i think that's a that's a really good question dan uh, so, uh, people who are are in that place of of feeling out of control uh, i i think that often there's uh like we were talking about before um there's history or experience or things uh where where they've they've been out of control or control has been taken from them and um i think those areas often need to need to receive healing the only way that they receive healing is is through jesus and often in relationship with other people um so de- depending on this circumstance or situation um, I think we've got to love those people. We've got to create opportunity um, for God to speak into their lives and uh, and be be as best we can an example of what it means to um, to trust God ultimately with with the greater control of our lives uh, and really to have our focus be um, joining Him in the mission that He's called us all to, uh, really, which is to reconcile, um, bring reconciliation between the people and, and the world and Him. If you were to have to give somebody, say, you know, here's the steps you need to take right now, uh, some things that you need to to do or to remember or to hang on to, if you have, you know, three, four, five things that would be important steps for people to hang on to, what would those be? Um, I would say, first of all, um, slow down. Oh, I like um, that one. Yeah. I think everything going on right now, um, there is this, this feeling of, I've got to figure it out. I've got to make sure I'm safe. I've got to just slow down. Um, second of all, make sure that you're in a space where you're, uh, where you're present and, and listening and communicating with God. Um, and then third, uh, third, I would want to, I would, I would want to know, I want to know what, what they're hearing from God, um, so that so that we can be sure that that God's really speaking those things and is instilling um, hope. As soon as we've got those things, um, then then the, the next steps um, come naturally, which is to start start ministering and start serving uh, with people. And then from there, I think the the balance starts to come back. Um, but when you're in a place of of panic. And really, you're relying on yourself to fix it. Then more than you're, you're looking to God. Um, and there's obviously there's going to be different scenarios and circumstances um, that are going to um, require different responses. Um, so if if you're being chased by a bear, you should panic. Your body's telling you to panic. And you should run away. Um, but if you're sitting and you're listening um, to a whole bunch of, of fearful things and you're becoming trapped in that fear, I think that's a that requires a, a different response. I really like what you said in those those your points two and three, where we have to be quiet and then listen to what God says. We we spend a lot of time in situations like this where we're panicking. We're spending a lot more time talking to God than listening to God. And and I really think that you know one of the things that we've got to do, and you mentioned it, is that we have to stop and listen a whole lot more than we talk. Uh, right yeah. now to him and, and let, let him give to us and speak into us his peace and, that we need right now because it's, it's not going to come from within us. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah. it's going to come from him. 
Uh, those are yeah. those are great. Yeah, exactly. Okay, Pastor Joel, any last words before we we wrap it up today? Uh, yeah, I, I would just say um, if you know Jesus, this is this is a time and opportunity, uh, really, where uh, God God wants to use you um, to be a light in the world, and so step into that. And if you don't know Jesus, uh, this is a time where God is calling out to you and inviting you into relationship. And so I would just encourage you um, to reach out to the church around you, church that's near you, uh, and get connected there. Get connected to God, get connected to the community. Even in this virtual time, uh, there's still connection. Great. That's wonderful, Joel. Thank you. And thank you for being with me today. My guest today has been Pastor Joel DeFries from Crossroads Community Church in Seashelt. And uh, you can catch our messages and from our church Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. at CrossroadSeashelt.com. You can check those out as we are going live along with almost everybody else around the world at 10 a.m. on Sunday mornings. So you're welcome to join us and check that out as well. But Pastor Joel, thank you so much for being with me today. And thank you all our listeners. It's been good to have you with us. Have a great day. We'll talk to you again soon. This is Danny Mack. We'll talk to you next time. Thank you for joining with us today and be sure to join us every Tuesday for right here for Life and Hope with Danny Mack.